Snippet, the short podcast platform. Welcome to The Awakening Code, a new show from Snippet featuring conversations around the process we call awakening and living more consciously and on purpose. This week, we're thrilled to be joined by spiritual teacher Matt Kahn to explore his teachings as a clear channel of source wisdom. We start off with a conversation about his personal spiritual journey. My journey, you know, started when I was about eight years old. A little background was that I went through something that a lot of listeners probably go through that maybe haven't named what they go through, and I called it vibrational codependency. And what, what happened was I was empathically picking up on the emotions of other people and I was interpreting their emotions as if it was their opinion of me. So I would feel people's discord and hurt and pain with their families, and I would think that I did something wrong to hurt them or they had some negative um, perception of me. And so I spent most of my life trying to cheer everyone up, thinking that once they felt better, then I would be liked by them. And of course, it was a very confusing childhood, but it created a lifelong course of study where just inherent to my being, I've always been a very observant person. I've always had this sense of, you know, not just letting life pass you by, but just watching. Watch because everything you see is happening for a reason and there's something you're supposed to take away from what you keep seeing. And what I just kept noticing and noticing when I would talk to people as a child and adolescent and so forth was that I was actually picking up on their emotions and even sometimes I would pick up on the emotions and feelings that they didn't know that they had going on inside of them. And so, you know, over the course of my life, of course, uh, after many life-changing awakening experiences, I realized myself to be an empathic healer where I could tune in and help people understand the emotional and energetic blockages that keep them from reaching their highest potential. And of course, one of my uh, natural gifts is as I speak, there's a transmission of healing energy that flows through me Absolutely. to do the healing work to help them resolve the blockages that are discovered. And so it's been a really, really amazing ride. And I remember when I was about 10 years old, I remember looking up at the sky and I remember saying, I want to know the perfection and miracles of the universe. Wow. And I want to spend my life standing in the presence of the universe and watching miracles unfold. And if I look at my life over the course of my 13 years of teaching and healing and all the incredible things that have happened at, my, um, you know, at all my events, I actually am living that life, that I actually spend my life in the presence of the universe, that through the space that I embody, so many incredible healings take place to give others exactly the healing and transformation they desire, but also to give that inner 10-year-old the exact experience that I had imagined so many years ago. <clears throat> That's incredible. Perfection. Yeah, and did you, uh, a couple of thoughts came through, did you feel yourself um, really different, like something was happening different to you than was happening to other kids your age or anybody? Did you think, wow, what this is something totally unique? When I would talk about my experience, I would realize that other people were having experiences different than me. 
Never in my wildest dreams could I ever make the leap to go, oh, of course, because I have super-duper special abilities, and, well, other people just don't. Like, you know, my parents, God rest both of their souls, you know, idolized me and were my biggest fans even before they knew what they were fans of. Just my, my parents were my greatest supporters, and they would, you know, constantly tell me how special I was. And what was interesting is as a child, they used to really upset me because for some reason I was a child, I didn't want to feel special. I just wanted to be like everyone else. And so I remember having this thought of, well, if I have abilities or senses that other people don't seem to have active, then I will spend my life using these abilities to give other people an opportunity to have those experiences so that everyone can know that we all have these capabilities. What's interesting is that I, I've heard stories of a lot of people who will shut down their abilities because they're around maybe a family member or a family that doesn't approve of these or doesn't understand these experiences, really. And I had a very accepting family. My parents were, have a, both had backgrounds in spirituality. And although I was raised in a Jewish household, my parents both had a basic understanding of mysticism to at least recognize that there was something really profound happening in me. Um, and so... What, what I think is really interesting is that my childhood, energetically, right, I was blown open, completely psychically wide open, but of course without the maturity to really understand what these gifts are and how to use them. But I never had the single thought of, I need to shut this down, it's too much. I just sat in the intensity, and I just observed, and I learned to adapt to the fire, so it's kind of like you're sitting in this psychic fire, and most people will say, oh, it's too hot, i got to pull myself out of the fire. And all I did was learn how to adjust to the heat. And I have no idea why I never had the sense of i got to shut this down. I just received what came to me, and on a very unexplainable level, I just knew this is what I'm here to deal with. Mm. I can adapt. I can change. I can welcome this. Now, I have no idea why I did that. It's just inherent to my being, even beyond, you know, the maturity of my age at those young years where I just instinctively knew this is given to me, receive it. And so it wasn't until I started working with people on the spiritual path that I had any indication of, you know, people negotiate or people try to like talk to the universe to adjust the experience. I literally just received the cards that life dealt to me and I did my best to study everything that came my way. As a spiritual being, I transmit energy at my live events. When I'm not on stage, I go through a tremendous amount of upgrades and downloads to prepare for all the things I do in front of audiences. So I'm, you know, in between events, I'm being upgraded and brought these frequencies. So I'm in front of people I have energies to transmit. And that's where I get all my teachings from. And also, of course, when I'm not working, I go into a meditative state and I have really vivid experiences. And, you know, on the, in the ethers, on the etheric level of reality, which is where the soul domain is, there's a lot of things happening that people may not be aware of. There are a lot of light workers who are working on the etherical realm that may not know they're actually doing that work. I'm actually someone who's aware of the work I'm doing. So here's something very outrageous that happened recently. I was made aware of a program where there is a worldwide network of light workers 
who for most of their lifetime may or may not know they've been on the etheric realm, on the soul realm, literally like soldiers, blasting light at the veil of Earth. As of a week ago, there was a pop that I had in my body, a really huge shift, and I was on the etheric realm, and I watched that the first gigantic hole in the veil of duality was actually created. Now, this doesn't mean that there's no veil. It means that there is now a giant hole that allows the light of source energy to come straight into the earth plane with no disturbance or misinterpretation. And that happened about a week ago. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that, that's, that's a project that I'm a part of. That's something that I'm doing when I'm going into meditation. I'm literally just guided to do these things. And as I'm doing it, I'm watching and being aware that there is so much happening on the higher levels of reality. And it's literally as if what is occurring on a soul level trickles down and our earthly life is just the physical and emotional play of what is occurring on the soul level. We'll be right back for more of our conversation with Matt Kahn. Welcome back to The Awakening Code. Our conversation with Matt Kahn continues. Like you said, you live in a constant meditative samadhi state where you know you're not like, I got to do something, and I'm not knocking Bashar, but we've seen, you know, sort of the personal, the physical transformations and the ticks and the all this stuff. You sit there and you just know it's going to come because I'm already in it. And I, I just want to acknowledge that process um, because I think it's something that's supposed to be available to all of us that we're not supposed to be separated from source and right. and have it always be there for us. Yeah, you know, and something I noticed when I when I came into this field, you know, I didn't know I was a channel. I came into this field and started doing my work, and other people would give me these words like, Matt, you're a channel. And I would meet other channels who would do the trance-like channeling you just talked about, where they would, you know, put their ego aside and some higher frequency would come through, and they would, you know, be the host for that, and then they would come out of it and go back to being a person. Now, something that's interesting about my journey, because there are basically two, I mean, there's so many different ways of cross-sectioning things, but there's basically two kinds of spiritual beings in the world. There are beings that have connection to the celestial realms and are rather intuitive that may not be necessarily awake or gone through the awakening process of integrating their ego. There are beings that have integrated their ego and are rather awake but don't have connections to the celestial realms or are in tune with their intuitive abilities. So to be an intuitive being like myself, who has gone through the awakening process, so my ego has been integrated. So what that means is when I'm channeling, there is no person, there is no ego to put aside because that's been integrated into my being, and the soul resides in my body. So instead of having to tune in and bring something up and bring it down, I literally just sit in a chair. And the reason I started sitting in a chair, because the first time I spoke, I tried standing up and I almost passed out. So I thought, <laughs> I'm just going to sit down. So if I pass out, at least there's nowhere to fall. Although I'm five foot something, it's not going to be that big of a fall anyway. But I'm going to sit down, I'm going to bring it through. And when I sit down, it makes me feel more comfortable. And then I just literally just open my mouth and it comes through. Like right now is exactly how I do when I'm on stage. It's just when I'm in front of hundreds of people at a time something shifts and changes and, and, and magic happens. And so for me, when I started channeling, 
I never understood the idea of putting your ego aside, bringing through some energy, then coming back to your human life, and then having a life where the way you live your life privately may not be an exact replica of what you're teaching on stage. And then I would also watch where people would put aside their egos and bring through this energy, but the energy they brought through had a very quirky personality. So it was as if that light was still being filtered through the ego of that person's body of what hadn't been healed and integrated. So I just had this download very early in my career of like, I want to be a space where the purest energy is transmitted, where the clearest teachings come through. I want to live my life in, a, in complete accordance to what I teach on stage. And I had to go through a process of rewiring my nervous system with the help of the universe. I had to go through the process of unraveling my ego. I had to go through dark night of the soul. And I went through this really, really powerful 10-year rewiring process. And what that was was teaching me the journey that I actually help every person through. Because you have a lot of intuitive beings who have nothing, who have no idea what awakening is about. You have an awakened being who has no idea how to be in tune with their intuition. But when you bring these two worlds together, that's when we have the wholeness of fully embodied 5D consciousness. This is just a model of what really is awakening in all of us, where for so many years, people have been going back and forth right? They, they, they have a timeshare in the celestial realms. <laughs> they come back to their human realms, and then they have a seasonal res- residence in unity consciousness, and they come back to their everyday life. And instead of it being this back and forth, you know, I want people to live as the perfection within them. And I want people to understand how actually attainable, how easy, and how fulfilling this is. And if we just take the right approach, and if we do it in the most loving and authentic way, and of course the energy I transmit catapults people and makes it very easy to have these experience, you know, that, that's my dream is for everyone to learn how easy and how joyful it is to live as the divine potential we already are. And I think what we have to look at is Instead of it being about using the force and might of our will to try to hold a high vibration, I think what it really comes down to is, what are the parts of me that need extra attention from my own consciousness? Because if I can give those parts extra t- attention from my, you know, undivided attention from my consciousness, if I can love those parts in me, what will happen is I will have less expectations of other people, because I'm not waiting for other people to make me sufficient and being in a deficient state. I'm actually bringing myself to a state of inner wholeness. And from a state of inner wholeness, we start to see that other people's actions are actually just reflective of where they are in their healing journey. And of course, that's not a reason to stay or go in a relationship. But what happens is, as we wake up in consciousness, one of the first fundamental things that happens is we start to see other people's experiences as reflections of their healing journey without needing to make it about us on a very subconscious and cellular level. Mm -hmm. And the minute we are not making it about us, that's when we start to see other people are having experiences just like we are. And when we can love ourselves into a state of wholeness, 
gratitude and authenticity, what we find is that what used to cause us to react is not the way other people don't show up in our lives, but the way in which we fail to show up for ourselves. Let's let's take it through. Um, people talk about an oversoul. If you're talking about when you go into the realm, and some people call it the Akashic field or the Akashic records, is yeah. it your own oversoul that is above you and kind of moving moving you and through you, or is it a, even a broader reach than that? Well, that's interesting. You know, when I was eight years old, I had an out-of-body experience. And when I was had this out-of-body experience, I found myself in what I would know as heaven. And it was the most outrageous love I can even describe to you. And I found myself moving through a field of waist-high flowers. And I could actually feel my eight-year-old body pushing and trying to move through this very thick field of flowers. And then I instantly realized that I was hovering above my eight-year-old body watching. And I could feel my body moving through the field of flowers, and I was hovering above it at the same time. Now, I didn't know how this was happening, but the love was so amazing and incredible, it almost didn't need explanation. So when you talk about the oversoul hovering above and controlling the body, I would say that that pretty much matches the experience of what I had in the garden when I was eight years old. And I would say that as we continuously awaken, that oversoul that hovers above the body starts to make its way down into the physical body to where we become at our highest level of awakening or enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, fully embodied expressions of our oversoul. So instead of it being a person goes through their life, has a connection to the oversoul, gets information, downloads, and guidance, and is moving around, and then they pass away when it's the end of their life, and then they ascend into the oversoul that's been above them, when we wake up for real and really deeply awaken, that oversoul hovering above us moves fully into the physical body. So it's almost a descension instead of an ascension. The Earth has already been shifted into a fifth-dimensional frequency, and of course what you see when you look at earthly changes or global warming and a lot of natural disasters is the fifth-dimensional Earth is purging out of the physical reality all the cellular memories and energies that no longer serve the 5D consciousness. The interesting thing is Earth is in a 5D consciousness, but the people of the Earth are not at a 5D level by any stretch of the imagination. So, of course, the reason why consciousness is accelerating and it's awakening across the board is because the Earth is in a 5D alignment, so now the human beings of the Earth have to now match the vibration of the planet, so that when the planet and the humans are all on the same vibrational frequency, that's what we will call manifesting heaven on earth. So there's this huge trajectory happening right now where human beings are being ushered into massive stages of awakening, and most people are being ushered into very advanced stages of awakening and have no idea what's going on, so there needs to be way showers and anchors and tour guides to let people know, hey, you are on earth, you are a person, but you're going through a massive upgrade process. And as we go through this process, what we realize is, yes, our consciousness does seem to expand in the initial layers of awakening. You are expanding your consciousness. You're seeing things in a bigger perspective. But ultimately, your consciousness is expanding into alignment to how expanded it's always been. And what you start to experience more and more and more 
is the gratitude to be that already expanded consciousness fully embodied in physical form, to have the emotions and the choices, the ability to act out your highest truth and your highest ethics in tangible reality. Thanks for tuning in to The Awakening Code. We hope you'll join us again next week.